politics is a lot of horse race, and horse race is gambling, and gambling is, according to the Bible, a sin, because it itself is a poison, mm. worrying about winning and not what the consequences of winning is. And I think the people who designed our democracy didn't want us in it all the time. Informed, yes. Politicking all the time, I don't think so. Not divided that way. They designed an election that was meant to confuse us and bore us a little bit. That's why the Electoral College exists and C-SPAN. <laughs> and why the State of the Union begins with 20 minutes of shaking hands with grandpas. <laughs> but now politics is everywhere and that takes up precious brain space we could be using to remember all the things we actually have in common. So whether your side won or lost, we don't have to do this shit for a while. So... So keep your American flag up, but you can take off your American flag hat. You can put away your I voted stickers, and you can get back to your life. And I'd like to try to end this election season right now by voting unanimously on a few things that all bring us together. And I'm fair warning, some of these are silly. But in the face of something that might strike you as horrible, I think laughter is the best medicine. You cannot laugh and be afraid at the same time. And the devil cannot stand mockery. So here's some things Americans don't fight about. Here's one thing Americans can all agree on. When you agree on something, do you shout yes? Yes! Of course you do. Here's another. No matter where you stand on Hillary's private server, every American agrees, work email sucks. Yes! Also, no matter what your age, race, or political party, every American would agree that Kit Kat should be eaten in segments, not bitten into like a normal candy bar, you animal. <laughs> and every red-blooded American knows that if you're ordering a bunch of pizzas, there's no reason to get a veggie one. No one's going to eat it. For Christ's sake, plain cheese is veggie. <laughs> and all of us, I believe that all of us, from Portland, Maine to Portland, Oregon, know that there are too many Portlands. They need to be numbered. Oregon, you're Portland number two now. And if you make a living pranking people on YouTube, all Americans ask that you walk slowly into the ocean, then put that on Snapchat. And as Americans, there are things we will never forget, but none of us will ever remember what the War of 1812 was about. Were we mad at Canada or something? I don't know. For it was Martin Luther King who reminded us to judge people not by the color of their skin, but whether they reply all on mass emails. <laughs> Deep down, Americans know Alex Trebek will never die, and if he does, it won't count because it was not in the form of a question. <laughs> Real Americans believe that low gaslight on your dashboard is not a warning, but a challenge to see how far we can get on whatever amount of gas is left in the goddamn tank. Say we're making it to Tulsa. We stand united in our knowledge that the biggest selling point of Cool Whip isn't the taste, but the fact that it's free Tupperware. <laughs> it's time to set aside our differences and agree that we will pay extra for guac. It's nice to get a real card in the mail once in a while, and the first person to get up for seconds at a wedding buffet is a goddamn hero. <laughs> and above all, everybody up! Thank
patriotism be? And above all, we as a nation agree that we should never, ever have another election like this one. Do you agree? Now, please, get out there. Kiss a Democrat. Go hug a Republican. Give a Libertarian a reach around. I don't care. The election is over. You survived. Good night, and may God bless America. To uh, uh, episode 182 of Gundam at MEHQ. Uh, this is one of your hosts, Neo, and um, joining me always is uh, Soulbro and, and Chris. Hopefully, Chris is still there. Chris, are you there? I wish I wasn't. Over. <laughs> this is this is Capcom Houston calling calling the troll killer. Come in, troll killer. He's here. <laughs> Well, we, we were talking off- offline there, and uh, mm-hmm. there was some in, in and out. There was some droppage? Oh, my gosh. This, the communication yeah, shenanigans was... continue. Oh, Yep, definitely. That's the definitely. Mm-hmm. We, can, we can send a man to the moon, but we can't talk between um, a couple of states. No so. doubt. <laughs> what can you do? So, uh, welcome, guys, and welcome, everyone. Um, in this episode, uh, we're going to be doing a... One outstanding topic, and it's going to be uh, Chris and Soul Brother, Soul Bros, uh, conclusions and thoughts and recommendations and ratings and all, all the other things you can do for episodes 14 through 26 of um, probably one of the most amazing uh, Robotechs, I mean, Macrosses ever, um, <laughs> Macross Delta. Uh, I will be uh, doing the role of the Soul Bro in this one. Oh, boy. Uh, I was unable to... Um, uh, finish up this show, so uh, I will just be sitting there in, in stark silence, um, flogging myself because I w- I was bad. But uh, guys, anything as I uh, saunter over to the uh, Larry King Memorial News Studio? No, man, I'm excited to hear what's going on. Oh, are you? Yeah. Are you sure? Are you really sure? Yeah, man. There's, there's been a lot of news in the last month. That we've been going. Really? I would imagine. A lot of news. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong. Let's let's see. Let's see what we got here. And always, as if uh, if you have any articles or anything like that, always uh, submit them to the Neo's Listener Submitted News Articles thread in the uh, Gundam section of the MechaTalk forum. Oh, man. Our first one here comes from Mr. Arbiter Gundam. And I think this is a slight... um, 
slight dig at Chris because the way that this uh, way, way that the comment here is posters give us a glimpse of the new Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Dino or Dino Zords. Oh, I thought that was Zoids. Sorry, um, but. <laughs> I thought everybody's against Chris. That's why. <laughs> Not everyone. Everybody is. <laughs> Sorry, I'll, I'll just I'll just fault dyslexia on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, there's he's got a link here from uh, Inverse.com, and it has a link to it's got a, a young African American man kind of leaning coolly on top of uh, looks like a, a, a Zord. So um, I haven't really paid too much attention about this Power Rangers movie. I do know that they're making it, and I do know eventually it'll probably come out. Um, and I'm sure it was it's going to be built with lots of member berries and nostalgia glasses. So. Um, <laughs> Guys, any thoughts on this? Because I, like I said, I, I, I don't really know. Much it's a, kind of a weird trailer, and the first half of it seemed like the Breakfast Club Rangers. Yeah, I did see the trailer, and it did see it. I didn't know what was going on there. Yeah, yeah. The second half felt like Chronicle. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know about like the darker, serious comic book movie mid aughts type tone mm-hmm. for this franchise. I kind of feel like it should have just been balls to the wall ridiculous. Yeah, lots of lots of men in rubber suits. Are you saying? I mean, if lots, we're going to do this, suits, but just like just go nuts, mm-hmm. right? Just go nuts, like like Michael Keaton. Like you want yeah. nuts? You want to get nuts? Let's go nuts. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Well, what is the trend with this? Everything's like going darker now. Is is this the Dark Knight effect or something? Or yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah, I mean, everybody's it must gotta... be dark and serious and taken seriously, and stakes and the world ending. And I kind of get not to the same extent, but yeah, the Fantastic Four from last year. You're yeah. like just trying to be more serious than it should be. I was poorly executed though, and uh, I blame the studio on that one. But uh, Saban Saban as a company has a lot riding on this. And I'm sure they thought this out quite a bit. And yeah, it's more serious than what we would know uh, this 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 genre to be. But you know, what? you're you're assuming that they thought this out. <laughs> no, I mean they got a lot of investors on this. I've been following, I've been tracking the uh, the news on this, and they they're they're taking a a pretty a, a pretty uh, a full on approach with this. Now, granted, it looks like a lot of movies we've seen, but um, as long as the execution yeah. is good, that that's all that matters to me. I may give it a shot. I I, I need to see another trailer. Before I, I decide to go all in, because this is the closest thing I'm ever going to get to a live action Voltron. So, um, never was really crazy about the Power Rangers TV show, but um, seeing this trailer does give me promise that they're gonna they're gonna take a a a, a decent approach with this. And uh, I, I like really I like some of the actors they have in there. Silvero, mm-hmm. uh huh. You you do recall that there were two live action yeah, Power were, Rangers movies in the nineties? Yeah, they were trash yeah. and they were based on the TV show. They were terrible. But this is this. But, is a, that, but that's your live action Voltron. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, yeah, yeah, but I mean, still, it's it's still whack though. <laughs> that's the I idea. Mean, it's whack. Yeah, but this is a, this has got a new jump off, and, and what I'm saying is that they they thought about this long and hard. Even Brian Cranston was interviewed about this. He told he was he mentioned that he didn't he did he wasn't interested in this project initially because he thought it was just going be the same old Power Rangers that he worked on 20 years ago. But when they presented the script to him and they told him about, you know, the approach they were going to take and that they were inspired by the Dark Knight. I mean, they're, they're quoted to say they were inspired by the Dark Knight and other comic book movies of that ilk. Um, that made him perk up a bit. And, and he read the script and he liked what he saw. And he's playing Zordon, but um, he's very interested. And I, I do associate Brian Cranston with quality. So if they got him, I'm willing to give it a shot. 
honestly. So, you know, uh, maybe maybe I'm the minority in this group, but I, I, I'm, I'm all right with that. <laughs> so I'm okay. But um, yeah, the Zords well, do my, look cool. My, my follow-up question would be, mm-hmm. was there really a need for this? There's never a need for any movie. Lionsgate. Lionsgate. <laughs> need for. Oh, I think we're losing Chris. Damn you, Disco! No, I'm, I'm, oh. I'm, 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 I still function. You still function. You, you were saying Lionsgate. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, that's all we got. Said, then you went all robot. <laughs> Lionsgate seems to see a need for this movie because they were crowing about how they want to make like seven movies, and it's like, oh god, you guys want to do a freaking universe? Yeah. Oh my god. Everybody seven wants to movies? have a universe. Yeah, everybody. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that statement was foolish as hell. They're talking about, oh, we want to make seven I of those movies. That's yeah, that's 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 putting I the cart before the horse. I think they're just in starving wolf mode because they've run out of dystopian YA stories to yeah. adapt. So. <laughs> and the last one didn't go so well, so now they got to jump on the, the, the hotness. Oh, you're talking about, uh, what's it called? Uh, Insurgent? Uh, Insurgent series? So, yeah. yeah, that fell off the map hard. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> yeah, but they, uh, they got some work to do, man. They really got to impress when they put this movie out because there's a lot of skeptics for this film. Straight up, and, and granted, I, I'm still skeptical, but uh, I, I, I'm interested in seeing what they got cooking. I'm, I'm gonna be cautiously optimistic on this one. <laughs> okay. Well, you sold me. Oh, I should boy. be cautiously optimistic about this too. Oh well, well, I, I, I'm shocked. <laughs> oh, I don't care anymore. I've, I've, got, I've come Sweet. to the conclusion I just don't care. That's the Neil we so know. Much- there's so much stuff that's coming out that mm-hmm. I don't even understand why there's so much of this. I just sit there and I'm like, whatever. I'll watch it. If it's okay, it's okay. If not, I don't give a crap anymore. Because there's, and like you said, it it is. I, there was a point where I was getting tired of everybody having to have their own franchises and universes. Oh, but yeah. you know, this is the hot new thing, and and until until some of these things start petering out or something else new new and exciting rears this ugly head this is this is just the world that we live in i mean you, you sound is... like you're at, at murtaugh level i'm i'm getting too old for this shit <laughs> i kind of am i i i, I kind of looked at this thing and it, and it was one of these situations where i was talking with a friend the other day and we were just talking about like the marvel universe mm-hmm. and i didn't realize that there are three fucking movies coming out next year yeah. and then there's um the movie that's coming out like in a few weeks. Yep. Then there's what a few more series to do that they're going to be coming out. Some of those more of those Netflix. It's almost becoming like a job to keep up with this shit. Yeah. I kind of like the I like the point when there was like one Marvel movie, maybe two. Now it's like a damn. Uh, it's like going to work. It's like having a second job. I, I and I mean I've only seen like the first um the first season of. Agents of Shield. I didn't realize that shit's like on its third or fourth season now. And it, I mean, well, you could uh, get your your PhD in Marvel Studies. Dang. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and it's just never going to end. <laughs> and then they're adding movies. Yep. It was like like a couple months ago. You could, it was you like, could be Doctor Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Marvel. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Marvel PhD. A, a doctorate in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Exactly. <laughs> Change my name to Stan, Dr. Stanley. <laughs> yeah. Excelsior. One word. Hey, kids. It's Dr. Stanley Marvel. Excelsior. Excelsior. <laughs> I mean, it's just. 
I'm just sitting there. I'm like, holy crap! There's like, there's so much coming out. I can't. And it's 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 actually becoming a chore because there there's shows I haven't even watched all, yet. I haven't watched um, uh, Black Dynamite all the way through. I mean, Luke Cage. Oh wow! Um, well, I knew you wouldn't finish that. <laughs> why? Because it's too awesome. that too. It's too fucking good. I fucking love that show. It's easily the best Netflix show for me. Oh my god! Yeah, well, but they made it for me I though. Do- I, I gotta say, but that that's just me. That's just me. No, I don't always they made have it personally for you. Oh yeah, they sure yeah. do. Yeah, I don't sure always do. have time to sit there and watch uh, twelve episodes in one sitting either. Oh yeah, so I, I, I can't blame you. Sorry, on that sorry about that. Oh, that's cool. I, mean, I get you. I get you. But and then the uh, so yeah, this this whole franchise. I don't care anymore. I, I'm Murtaugh. Just call me Officer Murtaugh. <laughs> yeah, I'll change my name to. I'm just getting too old for this. I just, I don't care. Well. <laughs> Better watch out if your toilet explodes and some creepy South African guys are like diplomatic immunity. Asking for cougar rants and stuff. You blick. You blick. <laughs> you blick. <laughs> yeah. That's my shit. Yeah, talking about that oh. now, I saw a commercial over the weekend. I guess that's a TV show now? Yeah, it man, with, with Damien Wayans. show nobody ever asked for. Sure did. <laughs> sure and it's did. what? Um, it's one of the Wayans brothers? Yeah, it's Damien. Damien Wayans. Yeah, yeah. Homie the clown, who's, who's the white guy? <laughs> some guy. <laughs> Just some white guy? I have no idea. <laughs> so we're going to get... So the idea for casting behind this was... Let's get a funny black guy and mm-hmm. just get some white guy because he can just sit there and, and do the the white guy jokes. Generic, white guys talk like this. Guy. <laughs> In a nutshell. <laughs> I mean, what, what, what world did I come back to? This shit is crazy. Get too old for this, man. <laughs> but oh, man. Thank you, Mr. Arbiter Gundam, for your... For your submission. Um, next two actually come from Philly Gundam fan, and, and one is um, dealing with, um, he has a link to Collider.com talking about Pacific Rim 2 is going to start filming in November. So over and under that, you guys think this will actually happen? Because hasn't this thing been delayed like 50 million times now? It's supposed to be released. It was supposed to be released like last next year and not being released till when? I mean, for a movie that we never thought we'd actually see a sequel to, I, I think it's on time. <laughs> it's a, well, it's, it's so. on time now that they got the sweet Chinese money to make it exist. Exactly. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. what the article says. Yeah, that's oh, yeah, up. they got that. Yeah, the Chinese. Did they really like it that much? Yeah, they liked it that, quite a bit. They did. That is the sole okay. reason Mortage why Japan it's did. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, so, and as uh, Mr. Philly Gundam fan had... <laughs> Van Damme here has a quote that says from uh, Internet Neckbeard, Neckbeard, let's hope it's better than Double O Season 2. Oh, so, oh, you didn't do Internet the voice, man. Neckbeard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right now. It's I'm having a hard... better than Double O Season 2 or the I'm Double a... O movie, which was garbage. Already fucking up. Aliens. <laughs> I'm, having pro- I'm having problems speaking English right now. I don't know why. <laughs> But um, and and then the next article he has here is um, the live action uh, Ghost in the Shell teaser trailers, which mm-hmm. I thought were pretty good. I, I saw them, I was like, "Wow, that's Ghost in the Shell." Yeah. So, I yeah. mean, I, I know I should have just openly given my full opinion of how bad the movie will be by <laughs> what is less less than a minute worth of um, footage that some of it probably won't even show up in the movie. So, yeah. but you know, hey, I, I'm. I'm letting you down again, Internet. Sorry. Oh, boy. Sorry, Internet. I mean, yeah. The, oh, my God. 
What's it? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to no, say. No, 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 no. I, I, we need to hear this nugget. Yeah. We need to hear it. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we had, would, would, would listen to no, no, on no. Ghost in the Shell. I'm, it is Ghost. I, <laughs> no, they look great. The clips look great. Someone actually went and uh, no. made a... I, I didn't like the format that they put it in, the, the 10 minute. The fifteen, the ten seconds, the fifteen second splurts they put out there, but then someone to say, "What did you watch?" My yeah, shit was only like about a minute long. That's what I'm saying. Someone went and made a dope ass fan version of the trailer, which made it look okay. like made it look like a run back to like the original trailer for Ghost in the Shell, the anime. So it, it's really well done, and it put all the put all the clips together uh, to make it look like an actual full on trailer. So I suggest if you if you've never seen it before, hunt that uh, fan version down to check that out because that's actually a much Ooh. better presentation than what Paramount did. But movie looks good. I. I I'm looking forward to seeing what else we're going to get. Okay. And, uh, oh, Mr. Philly Gundam fan comes back with some very important news in the very explosive manner. Ooh. And that's a, that's a cue for you, Solbro. Here we go. Explosion. All right. Mr. Philly Gundam fan gives us some survey news. Survey news alert. Something that we've always wanted. Yes, yes, yes. And it looks like a... Um, a dog named Freya, mm-hmm. who's Brit- I guess Britain's loneliest dog. I, I don't know um, um, how that was determined, but um, they they placed uh, Freya opposite of Sir Anthony Hopkins in Transformers: The Last Night. So um, it's I guess it's an epileptic dog that spent its entire life in shelters. Mm-hmm. So uh, Sir Bay, instead of giving a hot actress this job, he gave a dog a job. <laughs> so. And I and later on it says uh, Freya was later adopted by a crew member. Ooh. So that's pretty cool. So I mean, look, the economy is getting better. Even dogs are getting jobs now in a lot of these uh, a lot of these things. So <laughs> there you go. So thank you, Mister Philly Gundam fan, for your submission. Mm-hmm. Oh, the next one here comes from Vent Noir. I was wondering where he was. Um, and this is coming from the Anime News Network. Mm-hmm. And internet, why are you we not? Answer the phone? No, <laughs> I don't want to. Hello. <laughs> it's somebody oh. wanting money. It's somebody wanting money. Is what it is. Yo, Neil's awful popular come... right now. His phone is blowing up. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't have the whole. I don't. I didn't put the home phone on silent. I'm calling friend because I need your help. I need your donation. <laughs> I need it to be huge. I'm not on that list, but oh, I am on the other, I'm on the other list. You're gonna win tremendously, tremendously <laughs> huge, bigly, huge, massive, huge. Unlike my hands, which are <laughs> disturbingly small, so small, so freaking tiny. <laughs> hey, that guy, he validated internet though. He said the internet is the most trusted source of information there is. So now, if anybody ever asks you. If the internet told you it, it's true because we have a major uh, presidential candidate that's that's so deemed it. <laughs> if you on the internet, I'll give you some steak and some vodka. They might both <laughs> but you know, it's the best. <laughs> I'll actually give you two because we got about f- four thousand of these still sitting in a warehouse in Hoboken. <laughs> Probably tastes like it's failure. Huge. <laughs> Oh God! I hope our the stench is. from the rotting meat is huge. Woo, <laughs> 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 man! Oh God! I hope the Armageddon apocalypse doesn't happen. Jesus. Um, okay, but thank you, Mister Vent Noir, for your submission. He's got a submission here from the Anime News Network and the official website for Magist- Majestic Prince 
Anime posted a key visual in a trailer for an upcoming film. Um, the uh, film's title is Majestic Prince, the movie Awakening of Genetics. Ooh, mm-hmm. that sounds exciting. Awakening of Genetics. Um, so uh, the anime's reblog class had uh, concluded, a, it looks like a, what was this dated? A couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, with a new 25th episode that introduced uh, the team, um, the film's team form, which will be uh, in, in the link here has got some uh, picture, some art. So you can go ahead and judge how good this film will be before it shows up based on just the art. So thank you, Mr. Vent Noir, for your submission. Oh, man. Next one here comes from Philly Gundam fans. Chris, are you sitting down? Yes. Okay, you need to stand up. Because I'm standing up, but I'm actually really still sitting down. <laughs> because it's coming from the Anime News Network. Oh. That one of your all-time favorite, one of your man, one of the your favorite animes from the last year or so Uh-oh. is going to be offered on 4K Ultra High Definition Blu-ray. Oh boy! Yeah, you know what it is, right? You know what no. it is. No, I it's don't. that Gundam Thunderbolt. Yeah, man, and it's coming out on. The December 22nd, so right before Christmas. So you're going to basically have two Christmases in December, the 22nd and then actual Christmas, because I know, I know those that really love and know you are going to get you this. So 4,000 lines of edginess screen <laughs> at a time. Yes. <laughs> yes. 4,000 lines of out of place mobile suits. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy, and uh, guys with prosthetics. So, but thank you, Mister Philly Gundam fan, for your submission. Um, the next one here comes from Vent Noir, oh, and it looks like um, the Voltron Legendary Defender uh, that that show that was on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's getting a season two, and it's uh, slated to come out on June twentieth of two thousand seventeen. So, um, so all you guys that, uh, love that Voltron Solbro, I'm sure you're doing the little, the Solbro dance right now that this oh, is coming out. Well, it comes out January the 20th, but yes, yes. It, I, <laughs> I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm excited. It was, well, it's only like about three months away. Yeah. Yeah. It's not too bad. Um, yeah. but yes, yeah, it's, it, it's right around the corner and I enjoyed the first, uh, the first part of the series they dropped. So, uh, looking forward to the watching it and talking about it. It's not really any surprise. They said it for at the beginning that they yeah. were going to be breaking this up exactly. into uh, thirteen episode chunks. So it's no surprise that there would be more. I, yeah, they already no. ordered. They already ordered it on, on the front end. Yeah, it looks looks like they push it up a little bit from what they said they were going to drop it because initially they said they're going to drop it in the fall. But that's cool. January is uh, the beginning of the year and is usually a dead a dead area content wise. So um, I'm sure uh, Netflix will benefit from that. And not on Netflix. Oh yeah, got, yeah. Netflix they're, always got shit. Tro- they're dropping crap. Netflix, everything's a Netflix original. Yeah, I think at one point, if if they touch it, it's a Netflix original now. They're trying to increase half their library to be original content. So yeah, expect more. <laughs> I don't mind if they do that. Just make sure some of it's good. I mean, oh, damn. Not all of it's good. <laughs> so <laughs> you heard it from New York. Are you saying you you weren't a fan of Hemlock Grove and um uh Blood Bloodline? <laughs> I was trying to think of that show with Steven Van Zant. Oh yeah, oh. yeah, Neil loves that show. 
Oh, at least I think so. He no, I didn't. I, it was weird Hammer. because like why? Yeah, why the hell is uh, why the hell is Sill in Norway or Finland? One of those Nordic countries. Yeah, why the hell is yeah, Sill walking and and breathing? As <laughs> we saw him, he got effed up. <laughs> I know it wasn't Sill, but uh, yeah, no, I watched it and it got stupid. So I mean, I stopped watching it. Well, damn. Yeah, and I, I, I've seen the advertisement, or I saw the thing for Hemlock Grove, and I read like the description. I'm like, no, thank you. Give me something else. But um, thank you, Mr. Vent Noir, for your submission. And um, Billy Gundam fan comes back. He's got some dead guy news, I oh. guess. Um, uh, va- uh, voice actor Kazaro Tanaka passed away at 49. Damn. Some of his roles included uh, Code Geass, Lucia Rebellion. He was Tamaki. Um, oh. He was in Hayaku. He was Kenshin Uyuki and and Planets. He was Hachimaki. So Damn. the death was a hemorrhage of his brainstem. Holy crap! That that's sounds a, awful. That's that's a young age to go to, man. Damn. Uh, yeah. Rest in peace, man. That sucks. Well, I like said rest in peace. News alert. So absolutely. They're 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 giving it to him. Well, I, Jesus I, Christ! I had to say my piece. <laughs> but go ahead. And then I guess, and then I guess there's some guy from some band. God, he died awful too after suffering partial paralysis after after effect of his fourth brain tumor relapse. Guys, uh, vocalist Michiyuki Kamashima, I guess he was Boom Boom Satellites vocalist. God damn, what's with all the brain injuries in Japan? Man, holy crap! I need to look into that, man. Yo, is it is it an after effect of uh, Yakuza and Yakuza cleanup of Fukushima? (laughs) Jesus. Oh no! Hey, we did the best we could, you know. They had to get those contracts. <laughs> the radiation's kind of hard to, to scrub out of the rocks, you know. Oh man, so. that's got to be an awful scene. Shoot. Yeah. Whatever. Well, always remember if you smell toast and there's no toast around, I think that means you haven't. You're going to have an aneurysm. So, or, no, a stroke. I think it's a stroke. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so if you smell if you smell toast and there's no toast, you're effed. But um, thank you, Mister Philly Gundam fan, for your submission, and we'll follow up with our last uh, article here. That's at least some uplifting news Uh-oh. compared to people dying. Not really, but it is. Uh, mm-hmm. Writer Kabuto uh, is giving us some of the scary news. If that's that's a cue to you, Solbro, scary news. Oh, here we go. Oh, let let it rock. Hang on. Okay. Oh. Why is Neo so robo? Because I can't hear it. So back to you, Neil. All right. Awesome. So yes, robot apocalypse news, and of course Google, which is basically another word for um, Cyberdyne Systems. Um, they their DeepMind AI platform can now learn without human input. Um, oh. Yeah, that that that's refre- refreshing here. So, uh, oh just, and this says right here, yes, and a significant step forward for artificial intelligence. Alphabet's hybrid system, called a differential neural computer or DNC, uses the existing data storage capacity of conventional computers while pairing it with a smart AI and the neural net capable of quickly parsing it. Mm-hmm. These models can learn from examples like neural networks, but they can also store complex data like computers. Wow, this is great. So um, we're giving a machine the ability to um, learn. Uh, machines are usually very logical. Uh, humans are, 
as Mr. Spock calls, says, illogical. So this was going to end very badly. Very badly. You're welcome. So, uh, well, I can tell you how this is going to end. Oh, the well, machine we all... will, will start producing better, more lethal Roombas equipped mm-hmm. with weapons and <laughs> special seats for the cats to sit on them. Well, not only that, though, but think about this. Those uh, Samsung Galaxy 7s, they run on Android, right? Yes. Android is given to us by Google. So is this the beginning? Is, is this, are these like computerized lithium-ion IEDs that the, that the robots are doing? Because, look, I mean, it was so bad, they, they banned those uh, phones off of, the, off of air travel and stuff like this. Well, so. you know, according to the Internet, there was uh, a chap named Harvey Dent who, who went to go return his at the store and had some trouble. So, you know. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and Harvey Dent, yeah, yeah. It was hiding in plain. So. It was hiding in plain sight the whole time. Android, though this new AI. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, it's all there. I oh, mean, man. I mean, we we've seen this, mm-hmm. and uh, what, what is it? It's happened before. It'll happen again. Oh, I of mean, course. yeah. So you know, time to get luck. those mustaches ready. <laughs> I have my comb and my my must my my emergency my emergency mustache comb and and uh, mustache cream. <laughs> Wait, no, that's when the that's when the Admiral took it easy and allowed everything to go to hell, right? <laughs> no, you, he, gotta, you gotta get the mustache to indicate that it's the past. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. And or the future. Yes. Right? Yeah. It could be go. both. I I just saw an example of this again because I was watching season three of Suits with my girlfriend mm-hmm. and Gary Cole has been on the show a couple of times as a sleaze bag. Okay. And <laughs> In one particular episode, he suddenly had a mustache, and another character commented, oh, you brought back the mustache, huh? So then did a flashback to 10 years earlier, and he had mustache. So there you go. The mustache is both the past mm. and the future. Just like a, go- just like a goatee means, it means your evil self. So if a character never had a goatee, but then we see him with a goatee, that means he's evil. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, so you know, it's that's the facial the, hair. The, the mirror universe. Yeah. How does how does a mustache work in the mirror universe, though? I don't know. Because we've only seen the goatee. Huh. That's interesting. I don't, I, I don't know how that, I'd have to look that up. <laughs> Got to give him the the, the the Charlie Chaplin the Hitler stash. <laughs> and then and and then and then we know from the uh, if the if a character grows a beard. Throughout the series, that means they become progressively more awesome, i.e. Riker, right? Oh, yeah. Because first, first season Riker, kind of dumb, kind of lame. Always, you know, but, you know, by what? Season two, season three, when he's got the full Riker beard? Mm-hmm. I mean, ladies love him. He's, you know, he's, he's, trying, to, he's trying to take that captain, captain's chair away from um, Chrome Dome there. So it's like, you know. But yeah. then, a hole in your theory, Cisco got a goatee. That's and right. bald, he was not even. No. He was more awesome. Yes, he is the al- anomaly. No, he, mm. he became gangster. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna have to do so. I'm gonna have to set up a um, a task force, a facial hair task force, mm-hmm. and how it relates to uh, <laughs> <your> storytelling. <laughs> Need to get on this. Need funding. <laughs> Quick, find me funding. <laughs> to the Patreon. Go fund me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Dear internet, I need money. <laughs> to study beards and mustaches. Yo, shout, <laughs> shout out to Yazi. He says, remember Bright Noah had the Riker beard in the manga adaptation of Bell Torchka's children. He looks smooth as hell, man. He needs to keep that look, man. For real. Yo, that, that's, that, that's, that's, that's perfect Bright right there. Perfect. Yeah, well, it got spoiled by Unicorn Bright. Oh, so. <laughs> boo. Because isn't that around the same time? Is it Unicorn Bright around the same time as... Well, Torchica's children, a right? Bit, it, well, Torchica's a little bit before. I guess he tried the beard and said, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going back to the razor. <laughs> Poor Bright. Man must have hated... On his deathbed, he must have hated seeing children. Get those damn children away from me. <laughs> the worst grandpa ever. Was, his whole life was screwed up by Ooh. these dumbass kids and their problems. Especially his son. <laughs> he's like... He's on my, He's like he's like a damn Scooby Doo villain. If it wasn't for you, damn kids, I'd have a much Can't more happy kids. life. Can't let kids get near Gundams. <laughs> lives. Oh, is he that? Cra- is he that? Cra- does he re- does he retire as an admiral from the Federation forces? But he's always hanging around bases, going, "Don't let those kids get near those Gundams." <laughs> damn it! Lock them shits. <laughs> What, what commendation do you think the engineer that uh, that offered to do like um, put a lock on the Gundams? <laughs> he, must have, he must have been given the highest honor. Exactly. <laughs> and then the actual solution is just a uh, a padlock. Give them give and master the lock, and thus the teenager is thwarted. They awarded him the Nobel Peace Prize the for his ingenuity. <laughs> It's the most amazing thing. They build these these incredible powered machines, yet they don't they can't lock them. <laughs> There's no security system on them. So, well, thank you, Mr. Ryder Kabuto, for your submission. And for anybody out there, if you ever have any um, news out there, um, you know that you know the deal. Regular news, survey news, robot apocalypse news, uh, Shatner news. Haven't seen any of that in a while. Yeah, the Shatner. Um, I've been waiting for some Shat news. Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, hopefully it's not. Hopefully it doesn't become shat dead news. Oh, that would be kind of that'd be kind of sad. Ooh. But what? Whatever. Um, he will live on forever. Um, but um, so always uh, put those in the US listener submitted news articles thread in the Gundam <laughs> section of the Mecha Talk forum. And uh, guys, uh, I'll turn it over to you, Senor Chris. All right. Well, I guess we're going to just steamroll right into our main topic, which is a review of Macross Delta episodes 14 to 26. But first, we have a special guest, a condescending online man who will tell us his thoughts about episode one of Delta, but uh, extrapolate that and conflate it with the entire series so please condescending internet man tell us your thoughts on macross delta based entirely on episode one i don't like the way you're speaking to me with this condensation thing (laughs) all that i know is all that i know is right and you are wrong in this first episode one of the things i've always had a problem with is with macross is it's it's not robotech i mean what the hell Robotech gave us what we wanted, but this this particular episode, <laughs> I can already see that I'm not going to like this because first off, there's not enough battles in this. Where are all the robots? There's all this music. What I, you know, I like music, but 
this is just too much. And why would music save the world? And why would it save the galaxy? Come on. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, thank you, condescending online man. Uh, it, to quote the internet, you are objectively wrong. <laughs> well, no. I mean, isn't I'm, – I'm sorry, but every time I've seen a first episode of anything, it's either amazing or it's crap. Mm-hmm. And and that's how the whole show is going to be based on sure. one exact episode. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were some, there were some little bit of mecha porn in here, but not enough for me. I mean, this is twenty five minutes. I need twenty three minutes of just robot on robot action. Did Did What's you need to see that? some some more ugly old men? Not enough for that. All oh, the grizzled. Oh, I'm not even go. <laughs> I, you know, thank you for for just sticking your finger in an open wound. What is with all? The young children. Why would you have young children doing all this stuff? I want old, grizzled, drunk, angry men. But you don't get any of this. You get music. What's with all this happy music? If I want music, I want slow, depressing jazz music. That's what we like in our mecca. You, oh, you, you, just, you want funeral dirges the entire time. What you're saying. Well, maybe not in the first episode, but subsequently... <laughs> Maybe maybe playing in the coming attractions of the first episode and mm-hmm. just a continuous loop on. Yes, that's what I'm looking for. I'm sorry. How dare you? How dare you make fun of what I like? Because what I like is what everyone likes. How dare you? What the hell do you think you are? Are you that, that asshole from you know, uh, you know what I you? That 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 Chris guy? What a dick. <laughs> You're damn right I'm that uh, guy. Wait. I'm going to ban you from the internet right now. Wait, this was ban, a setup? Ban, ban. This was yes. a setup? Oh, my God. 2-4-chan. 2-4-chan. Yo, exposed. <laughs> <laughs> better, better run to M or the secret Facebook groups and whine about how horrible I am. Oh, better run my to God. M. I'm running to M. That's a <laughs> fine story. <laughs> but a story for another day. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, man. I'll just post in there and bash myself secretly and thus dilute everything you're trying to accomplish. There you go. Oh. Those, oh. those my games. <laughs> How dare you? Bro, I'm playing 11-dimensional chess. You don't even know. <laughs> the, the internet is a place for openness and truth. And you're going to sit there and lie and make up things? And I feel offended that you had sit here and masked your identity the whole time while I was speaking with you. You want to know about truth? I'll tell you about truth. Not huh. even justice. I want That's to get, get truth. truth. Yeah. Oh, the best slogan. Who's that? <laughs> Only the greatest slogan. <laughs> I'm out of here. Okay, thank you, condescending. Fucker. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for your contribution. <laughs> I had some. I had some fat guy with a neck beard take over my mic. What oh, Neo, man, you, you, yeah. you don't know what you oh. just missed. Some crazy yeah, well, did you beat his you, ass? You, <laughs> yo, you don't know what you missed. Place smells like a freaking locker room. Oh Christ! <laughs> with baby diapers. <laughs> All right, so moving on. Mm-hmm. Macross Delta episodes fourteen to twenty-six. Uh, you currently cannot read reviews of them on MHQ because I'm lazy. Oh damn! So, <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Whatever. <laughs> but we're only going to briefly 
discuss the series, and this is where I would normally tell you, if you want to read more detail, you can go to MAHQ, but uh, you can't. So maybe just go there anyway and read something different. <laughs> go, or, go read the reviews you know, for the previous Macross series. <laughs> yeah, or, you know, take a class on Coursera, you know, whatever. There you whatever go. you do with your time. So picking up where the first series, first half had left off... The Windermirans were basically screwing everybody's stuff up by busting out a protoculture battleship and taking over the planet Ragna, thus forcing Chaos to escape with the Macross Elysian and the Barrett City island ship. Mm -hmm. So they spend a lot of the second half just floating in space. Doing some more Walkue recon missions because that worked out so well the first time. Let's do that <laughs> a couple of times more. Mm-hmm. Let's have uh, Prince Ali Al Sausage oh, yeah. show up randomly to visit the heroes and Ooh. drop some exposition quite um, heavy-handedly. Franchise franchise crossover? Did not realize that. That mm-hmm. sounds awesome. Oh, you'll see. And... Wow. A certain random drop about the Mega Road that I will rage about a bit later, <laughs> and an oh, unnecessary shit. trial of the main trio on Windermere. Because let's why not do that in like the third to last episode? <laughs> oh, a trial, really? Yes. And then, oh hey, it all ends in just one episode. So I'm making it sound kind of worse than it is, but I'm also kind of re-annoyed by the series thinking about this again now a couple of weeks after its conclusion. So <laughs> let me turn it over to Sobro, your thoughts on the second half of Delta. Well, <laughs> how can I follow that? Um, how I, can you? I, yeah, exactly. Um, I, I will side on the on the more positive side. I do agree with Chris, the second course, half. because you the, always do. The second half is not as strong as the first. I, I'm right with you on that. Um, I don't know how everybody else felt, but I kind of saw the Mega Road reveal coming just a little bit because they left little nuggets here and there throughout the um, throughout the series, especially when they kept bringing up "Do you remember love?" and that "Do you remember love?" was the uh, was actually came from an ancient song that the uh, that was a protoculture uh, uh, relic that was revived during the first uh, the first of uh, uh, the the space war. Um, by Min May, and then that run back they did in episode 19, which might be, as much as it is an expository episode, might be my favorite episode of the series, to be honest. Um, episode 19 is the one that Chris made mention of, where uh, Ali Al Sausage shows up, and uh, he gives a, a history that's, lesson. That's the first time he shows up. Yeah. Because <laughs> then he decides to show up again in the second to last episode, or whatever and do it all over again to tell the characters what the plot is yeah basically he's he's a plot device to be certain but uh he served his purpose in episode 19 because they tie events together from super dimensional fortress macross macross plus seven frontier and even a little bit of macross zero there's a little bit of a a throw-in of macross zero in there with uh, a reference to the war that preceded uh the first space war because um, Kamura is the only one we know who liked Macross Zero. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. But I, I, I dug it. I dug the connection. I like the um, explanation 
of what happened post Macross uh, Frontier, where when the Vajra, uh, when the incident with the Vajra happened, the the final battle, and they 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 dispersed and, and went on their way, that they left residue in everybody in space or a lot of people in space, uh, which which made the basis of that disease, the virus disease that people have embedded in them that gets activated by um by music uh specific uh music being sung by um uh, people who wield uh uh full power or whatever uh whatever is the catalyst for that and i like that explanation wait a that second was... hold on hold on hold yeah. on hold on go ahead so people have a disease people have the it's that... not it's not even fatal to them it's just like these 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 particles left behind by the uh, exposure okay, to the Vajra. I, I was just mm-hmm. i'm just trying to finish my question here okay go ahead they have a disease that is activated by song yeah um you know how mu- music's always been a factor in macross and how music can always no, change never them. never well, never not, noticed that yeah so bro yeah you're missing out it's not just music it's also certain water and apples from window oh yeah yeah i forget they were they were um the windermerians uh, who are the main villains of this of this series they um they had came up with this cons- this this plan to uh go to different planets and poison the uh, populace or uh, have them ingest the the particles that would definitely uh, affect them the var the var Sounds syndrome like Prometheus. yeah it's it's a little bit of that but um yeah w- once uh once the windermerian uh leader uh, when he starts when he starts singing he has sway over people by activating the the var uh virus inside of them and what's um, it do it basically makes them go insane um, really? Yeah, they lose their mind. You saw examples of that in episode one. You'll notice that there was. Oh, a, that's what they were. That's, that's what they were going crazy about. That's what they're going crazy about. The music when uh, they're when when he starts to sing, he has sway over them, and eventually they can actually take control of people and have them do their bidding. Um, also, it, it turns them into zombies, not like you know flesh eating zombies, but you know they don't have control of what they do for the music eating zombies. Music, yes. <laughs> Well, hence the need for uh, a Valkyrie, basically the the musical group, because their music uh, combats that the, the effects of, uh, huh. of of the VAR, and that's the reason why they come into play. But um, I, I, that's probably one of my more favorite aspects of the series. Um, I also dug um, when Hayate's father came up as a as a plot point as well, because I always wondered what the hell happened to him, and then they finally get into it. It's a bit coincidental that Hayate's dad was the one who dropped the bomb. On the it's more than just a little too holy coincidental. Sh- holy shit! That's that's like fate and destiny type shit. It is Macross, so I'm willing to let it slide because shit like that happens in this series quite a bit. But um, for him to find out so late in the series that that happened, I'd have rather Hayate knew that from the get go, not to be some reveal, but something that was like a, a dirty secret that he kept with him. Maybe he ended up being hounded or or being persecuted as a as a character because his father dropped that bomb on the Windamarians. Um, so many years ago, that that fold that that uh, that dimensional folding weapon that he dropped on them, that you know that that shit, you know it was it was a it was an interesting reveal. But I'd rather he had been the one to reveal it to people than um, than someone revealing it to him, and then he has to process process that so quickly. But um, overall, some of the positives of the second half of the series is that the music is fantastic. Holy shit, if there's anything I can take away from this series is the music is probably my favorite Macross soundtrack since the original series, without a doubt. That's kind of exceedingly high praise. It it really is, because I'm putting this up against uh, Yoko Kano's work, and she's done some incredible work, especially on Macross Plus. But um, I've been listening to this soundtrack for like the last couple of weeks, and I've been really feeling it. And um, 
Uh, plus, they bring back some classic music from some of the previous you, you series. You feeling it like Shulk? I'm feeling it like Shulk. Yes. <laughs> well, you. Know, it's funny that that you like it that much because mm-hmm. the second half of the series doesn't really introduce that many new songs. It doesn't. But, but there are some songs that do come up that are that that are definitely poignant. Um, especially uh when when uh what's her name Mikumo she uh, ends up getting taken over by uh when she finds out that she's the uh the the star, star singer the star singer yeah and she gets taken over and the the kind of melancholy songs she sings are 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 just i don't know they just they do something to me i i have the vars in me i guess <laughs> like kind of a very creepy rendition of do you remember love yes oh my god that's what that's my favorite macross song of all time which i guess goes without saying so any rendition of it whether it be at the end of frontier or in this series there was some really good arrangements of that song hell there was a, an arrangement towards the end of the series where both uh hayate and freya are talking and they're opening up that box that his father sent to him and they're playing that piano rendition of it, and I just got misty, son. <laughs> I got misty that they were playing that, and and there's other 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 set pieces where the music just accentuates it, and it does a really good job of uh, of doing that. Um, some of the other characters that uh, either annoyed me or I really enjoyed Mirage. I might as well talk about the uh, the love triangle because the love triangle I actually enjoyed how it played out in this series. A decision was made. And it was the I think it was the right decision personally. I don't know how you feel, Chris, but uh, well, the, I, I find it amusing that the uh, the doomed Lolly wins and Mirage can just sit back and bide her time. Yeah, well, and then swoop in to pick up the broken remains of Hayate. She knows what's up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for the most part, man. Uh, I had a feeling he would pick her because if we uh, if you remember Macross Frontier, uh, our boy Alto ended up picking uh, Cheryl. So I figured they were going to go the opposite way. Only in only in the movie. Only in the movie, and he disappeared, and she was in a coma. So that is so bad. Yeah, (laughs) you know, in the TV show, he's like, "You're both my wings." Oh, speaking of uh, speaking of the 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 main uh, trio, uh, Neo. Now that you saw the first episode, what's your knee jerk reaction to Freya? That's the little uh, uh, orange haired girl that they meet. uh, That that uh, the main character meets. Hayate meets uh, the the sprightly young girl that wants to be a singer. What do you think of her? Is she Ronka-esque to you, or do you think she's different from Ronka? Well, just based on the little bit, she does seem like Ronka, but mm-hmm. not not as annoying. But I mean, it. I mean, there's not a visceral hatred as once you see Ronka, but I mean, there could be with this girl. Well, I, I I'll leave that to you to see. But uh, I is thought she, she is she she's she basically is Ronka. I mean, as soon as she showed up and she was goofy and clumsy and crap i kind of figured well that's got to be ronka but i mm -hmm. i wasn't completely annoyed by her i'd be lying if they wouldn't say if i if i didn't say there were some similarities between the two but i at the end of the day she is her own character and i think that uh i she she i i got endeared to her especially in the birthday episode i i thought that was one of the one of the cooler episodes. It was, of course, an episode that took us off the beaten path of the main plot, but I I appreciated it for all its all its distractions and whatnot. I even like that rendition of Happy Birthday they did at the end of the episode. I thought that was good stuff. But I've rambled on a lot, Chris. Man, let me uh, let me hear some of your uh, your pros and cons of the uh, of the sh- of the series from what you saw. Well, I I do still find that uh, the good guys in Delta are generally more likable than frontier Mm -hmm. so that stayed true to the end um i did like 
the relationship between Hayate and Freya. Mirage kind of seemed to be left in the background in the second half of the show. Like yeah. it just didn't like the, the triangle didn't really develop too much past that whole birthday thing. And then at the end it's all confession time. Yeah. And then uh doomed lolly hiding uh action hand. <laughs> but for me, possibly the biggest disappointment was that all of this time the series was spinning its wheels and it never spun up to anything because Roy's ultimate plan was literally Grace 2.0. Yeah, wasn't it? Holy God. Down to, down to the fact that he was telepathically controlling Valkyries on his side and they turned white for no reason like yeah. the Vajra. Oh my God. Like, why would that even happen? Yeah, they, they it makes no freaking sense. They borrowed a little too much for Frontier on that front. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, another thing... Aside from uh, Kasim and Herman, mm-hmm. the Windermirans were all one-dimensional. Oh, wow. I did not care for any of them at all, particularly Bogue, who is just uh, a poor man's Jared with runes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the young, ones, the young ones were definitely a little one-dimensional. The, uh, the, older, the older ones, as you mentioned, Kasim and... Uh, and and uh, the which which one was Kasim? That was that was the uh, the Indian, the Apple the, guy, Apple guy, yeah. And then the yeah the the generic kind of Indian looking guy. You got uh, it. Yahtzee points out uh, that the Windermere and Valkyries have color change effects. Yeah, that's camouflage, but there's no reason for them to suddenly just become white because the bad guy took them over, just like the Vajra in Frontier. That that doesn't have anything to do with anything. Yeah. Yo, y- so, Yazi says, "What happened? What about Space Ralph Garvin? You talk about Herman? Yo, he was. I, I still enjoyed him. <laughs> he seemed like something. I expected him to die, to be honest. But I'm surprised he made it all the way through the series. Um, but yeah, he uh, he was he was. Uh, I, I don't think we really got much of him except the fact that he had a son <laughs> that came up out of nowhere too. <laughs> Holy shit! And it's like I, I'm just so tired of throughout the entire series these Windermirans just." babbling on endlessly about this wind and that wind and the scar on their homeland and blood. It's like, Jesus Christ, can't you come up with some better rhetoric to prattle on about? And when our wings turn black? <laughs> like, I, I, all, half that time that was just spent repeating that nonsense mm-hmm. could have shown maybe some flashbacks about their War of Independence a few years ago to actually develop that some more. Um, other character things... Why is it that that Messer gets more development as a dead guy than he did as a live guy? Yeah, I think they killed him off way too quickly, to be honest. It keeps popping up more. It's like, Jesus Christ, man. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Other character relationships. Um, Boy, if if you were hoping the entire series, based on all of the hints, that something would happen with Arid and Kaname, then sorry, that that ship uh, did not leave the port. (laughs) Although, if you look at it, Arid, who I expected, based on his role as the older guy, to kind of be like Roy or the Ozma of this series, yeah. he did pretty much nothing the entire series. No, nah, he just was he was kind of like a, a figurehead commander for the most part. He was kind of just there, hanging around, doing nothing. Yeah, He hardly ever did any fighting, and he's just like a non-entity that 
why should I care about him? Yeah. Uh, now, did they, they have time to do this? I mean, yeah, they had. Oh, that. they certainly did. They yeah, did, yeah. twenty-six episodes was more than enough for the story they're trying to tell. They could have focused and... on the specific characters each episode, and they 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 would have had plenty of time to flesh everybody out and endear you more to some people. But at the end of the day, a lot of the a lot of the peanut gallery, you don't even get attached to them or get to know about them um, all that much. They're just there to kind of support the the main characters and whatever plot is going on. Um, you know, I like them though. I, I just, I just didn't really get to know them all that much. And yeah, it's like I would have liked to seen the guy do something because there was all this, you know, sort of backstory mentioned in the first half of the season that Arid and Ernest knew the old king of mm-hmm. Windermere. Yeah, right. I would have liked to have seen some more background beyond just some photos. Oh wow! Standing in front of a Valkyrie. Yeah, they they, 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 they introduced an arc where um where Ernest Johnson, the Zentradi captain of the uh, Elysian, uh, revealed that he used to be stationed on uh, on Windermere, and he he helped to teach uh, the Windermere Windermere King how to uh, how to control Valkyries and pilot and, and become a better pilot, basically, and help they helped to introduce uh, a military to Windermere, and um, I was hoping for another flashback or more with Ernest. And more with Arid and and some of the other, other, even more with Chuck. Like Chuck, after they left, uh, after, after they left Ragnar, Chuck was just he was he was just background decoration for the most part. They even kicked Pretty him out, much. They even kicked him out of his own house. <laughs> oh wow! Like Yo. Chuck, uh, Arid, Ernest, all criminally underused in the second half because mm-hmm. there's just so much focus on Walkure, but not in any meaningful way. You know, at the very last minute we hear about uh, Mikumo's artificial creation as the star singer. Mm -hmm. And then just the completely dumb thing of her getting captured by Royd. And he's just constantly, you know, casting magic spells by saying Rudanja Roma Mayan dramatically. And then she's like, Oh, gotta sing evil songs. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) It's a good God, man. I mean, I what love, is going on here? I love the fact that they were the the enemy in this were actually sent were people who actually could speak and, uh, and humanoid enemies in this one. But yeah, they they kind of seemed uh, they kind of fell Stupid. off in the second half. Yeah, well, their goal their goal was I can understand their goal because the motivation behind it was the fact that their planet was bombed. But you know the way they were going about it was kind of not really intelligent. And then. Um, it, when it led to the final battle, they got dispatched pretty easily. Um, they were a whole sounds like those idiots battle. from Age, the freaking um, the, the oh, Mars people, vegetarians, <laughs> vegetarians. Yeah, those idiots. Well, like some I, I, one singular thing happened, mm-hmm. and yeah, it was a bad thing that happened, but they they just could never get past it. And then then they get dispatched easily. They do their grand plan, which sucks, and they get dispatched. So there's just the fact that the plan makes no sense. They want to take over these protoculture ruins and all these planets and, um, and then use the singing power to control the gobular cluster that they're in because mentally controlling people somehow equates to freedom from the tyranny of new UN spacey. I, that doesn't make any sense. And then then you find out Roy's secret plan is to connect everybody's brains, which why is it that everybody in anime wants to connect everybody's brains? Yeah, I don't get that. It was, yeah. a, it was a. Fall- I don't know what the obsession with that is. It's a fallback that we see way too often. Like we when we watch like big blockbuster movies, and you have the laser in the background going into the sky, and 
um, you know, this, this, whatever this power source you got to take out at the end of a film is the same thing. You know, it's these. It's like, for God's sake, this is like instrumentality version 10.0 at this point. Yeah, it was neat the first yeah. time we saw it, but at this point, this should have been something else. I would have been fine with the conventional battle. And it almost seemed like we were going to be leading up to that. Uh, there's a really cool moment at the end of episode 20, 25. Where after the credits, you get to see New You and Spacey moving out to uh, engage the Windermarians. And then there's this moment where um, they, uh, they activate the, um, they activate the, song, uh, the star, the star uh, singer. And, um, and she starts singing. And then everybody, decide, uh, the, they take over the, pretty much the New You and Spacey fleet. And they activate all their, all their super weapons at the same time and blow themselves up. Because they get taken control of. And it's like, whoa. That it, it, yeah. leading into the finale, that was really cool because it showed that the uh, that chaos and and the uh, Elysian were they're going to be on the back foot this last fight. It didn't seem like that once the episode commenced <laughs> for the final episode, it's though. Like, unfortunately, it's sort of like, oh, we just got to wrap this shit up. Let's get yeah. it going. And you know, Nuns was completely useless and absent this entire series. Yeah. And uh, did did they somehow run out of new Macross class um, battleships? Because not a single one was seen in this series when they should have really been all over the place. Yeah, really. Wow. You know, and what what does nuns even do on Earth? Like, what what is their agenda? What are they up to that they just cannot be bothered? with any of these threats happening all over the galaxy. And I'll be honest with you, I hate the fact that uh, Nuns is just demonized at this point. Because I get it, they're a governmental ent- entity. and But I mean, at the end of the day, it can't be all bad. It can't be all terrible. And yet they're kind of just seen as... Uh, as 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 a bunch of buffoons, as a bunch of uh, thugs, and 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 a military force that is just there to be destroyed. When in well, previous in- installations of Macross, at least in, in the first couple installations of the Macross series, you know they were they were formidable. You know they were they were the people who we rooted for. I wouldn't mind. Like, well, you and Spacey us. wasn't uh, that great either in the original series. These sure. are That's the true. guys yeah. who said, "No, we're not going to have peace because we want to fire our grand cannon yeah. at this and try to show them who's boss." Uh, mm-hmm. No, you can't drop the civilians off because we declared them dead, so they got to stay on your ship for our propaganda purposes. Oh, yeah. And uh, we're gonna let you uh, go off and, and be a decoy and die for our sakes. And then so, they, and then they got yeah, killed. <laughs> and then they all got killed. So you and Spacey and Nuns have never been particularly great organizations. Even the original you and Spacey and Macross Seven. Remember, they're basically like, yeah. oh, uh, Captain Max, uh, go go fight the Pro Devlin on your own and die. We really don't care about you. We're not gonna help you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I guess they've been shitty a long time. Like the, the, but... the least shitty that UN Spacey is is in Macross 2, mm-hmm. and they're pretty shitty there, and that's an alternate universe, so go figure. <laughs> yeah, that was right. They, they weren't that shitty in that one. They were still pretty shitty, but not completely shitty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but a uh, right. quick uh, shout-out to Dalo, who was in the chat but is signing off now. So thank you for having come to visit with us for a while. Hey, thanks for coming to the live session. Absolutely. Take some pie on the way out. Take some pie. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, we must have... So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, I don't know what the deal is. I would like to see some explanation of what it is that nuns actually does on Earth, what their deal is, why they're all slimy bastards, and why does anybody ask them for help? Because clearly they are useless. 
yeah, they, they just seem to be a, 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 a disorganized organization at this point. <laughs> but you never know, the next Macross series, they, they, they may be a thing of the past, kind of like what the Federation becomes in, uh, in, later on in, uh, in Victory Gundam and whatnot. But then again, uh, there's much more awful forces. Well, the Federation was kind of crappy back then, too. Yeah, yeah. The uh, Federation's <laughs> always been crappy, so, you know. I mean, uh, yeah. The Titans, I don't know what you're talking about. Where'd the Federation ever... I mean, yeah, the Titans were yeah, the, they, they probably one of their crappiest incarnations, yeah, but they, they weren't exactly the best. Um, they always take the people that are probably their best people and they ostracize them. Sure. You know, and, and shit like that. And they were fucking completely stupid and... And victory. And you got moments so. of mo- you got moments of brilliance like Londo Bell, though, which is you know f- Federation adjacent. Which but. was a small task force that was like underfunded, understaffed, yeah. and uh, pretty much ignored entirely about everything that Shar was doing. So yeah. go figure. And 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 the, and it was where they took all the people that they felt were uh, you know a, a danger to them and just and just kind of put them off to the side and like you said, underfunded them. So you know what can they do? Yeah, it's. But anyway, know. yeah, the I think the consensus here is that nuns sucks. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I mean, I don't know them in this, but I, I remember from Frontier, and it's just like, man, these—they're still using the same planes. Why? Why make like, these calls on 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 the nuns' fleets? They're still using the same crappy Nightmare Plus Valkyries that they were using eight years earlier, which by then were already old and out. Old, yeah. Wow. It's like, why do you even make that call, Tim? <laughs> you know, it's like, should we call nuns? Well, really, should we? I don't that's know. Like, that's like asking Comcast for help. Like, why? <laughs> why you ask? Why you ask Comcast for help? They're useless. They're I know awful. they gave us a number, but should we really? We might might be just easier for us to figure it out ourselves. <laughs> oh man. But uh, we might as well get into the the elephant in the room, and that's uh, old Lady M. Oh my God! Uh, shout out to Mina Loon, by the way. She's uh, she says hello from Canada. Welcome, welcome to the stream. Hope you're doing well tonight. But uh, Lady M, man, um, they've been uh, this character had been alluded to throughout the entire series, and we on the last review, Chris and I can't ha- call someone who never appears or does anything a character. Yeah, kind of. She's just a she's just a name. She's just a name that got dropped throughout the series. Um, and we, we even debated on the, on, on the show who she could possibly be. Cause there's a lot of ladies who, with the, with the, uh, with their first name starting with M that we have become familiar with in the Macross franchise. Well, inevitably we did find out kind of in a throwaway, uh, set of lines in the second to last episode that Lady M, uh, who had been supplying, uh, Valk- Valkyrie with technology and, uh, Chaos with technology and also supplied them with, uh, with, with Mikumo as a secret weapon, uh, is none other than uh, legendary singer Lin Min May. And uh, at least alluded to, never quite confirmed, but it's definitely alluded to that it was Lin Min May. And you, we never got to see her, of course. Now, did you guys get either one of you get this right when you were speculating? I didn't. I thought it was. Uh, I speculated that it was Mylene. Me too. I thought it was Mylene. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because uh, it just seemed like just too dumb. Yeah. And obviously it'd be Min May. And then uh Prince Ali comes along, he's like, Oh by the way, uh Lady M's messages, they match the frequency of the Mega Road one that disappeared fifty years ago. See you later. <laughs> so that's the reveal of the Mega Road that's, one. That, that's that's the reveal. That's all that he says, and then 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 it's like peace out, I'm done with this series. I'm not going to be guest starring in the last episode. Damn. 
it's like even he knew it sucked. <laughs> Tyler says, "Was Lady M do Judy Ditch?" Yo, that'd be cool if it was. That'd be the best. That made more sense than you know this nonsense. But yeah, you see what I mean, Neil? Like, how could you drop a tidbit that huge at the near the very end of the series and then Mike just drop leave, it? Leave it, it might hanging drop and it. not follow up. Yeah, it's a mic drop. Yeah, totally oh a mic drop. Oh yeah, Certainly. and that's the worst mic drop ever. So I understand. I understand people's rage on that, and I, you know, it might have just made more sense just to make up a, a somebody else, you know. It'd yeah, be, just yeah. I, I would have rather not ever found out who Lady M is and just leave it as a dangling thread than to just throw out this tantalizing morsel that is not explained properly. Nothing would have been better. And and yeah. and and, a, and, a, and a, to build up this the legend of someone who you would never get to see in the series. I, I thought that was kind of uh, kind of a dick move <laughs> at the end of the day. <laughs> as, as much as we get a little bit of Min May's music in the series, I just it would have been cool to see to see her for a moment as an older lady or something like that. But I we already knew that wasn't going to happen because of previous quotes from Kawamori. I just don't know why you'd bring it up in this series if you know there's no chance we're ever going to see them. That's just. I, it's it's not fan service at that point. It's just it's 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 just exploiting a uh, uh, nostalgia and uh, at the same time not delivering member, on it. So member berries, member berries, yeah, member berries. Yeah, yeah. I, I do I do like the connections to the previous series that this show um, does point out. Um, it does a really good job of kind of barring uh, pieces from different Macross series in order to kind of implement them in this show. But um, at the end of the day, I just wish it delivered more, especially in the second half, where the 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 plot could have been a bit more intense, and they could have ramped up things in the in the love triangle or whatnot. The love triangle was there, but at the same time, it was kind of meek in a sense where um, you could see that Mirage really liked Hayate, but she was always too afraid to say much about it. And there was this one particular episode where they went out shopping for a birthday gift for uh, Freya. And she was, you know, picking Hayate's brain about, um, you know, what, you know, are you, are, are, who, are you into uh, Freya and all this and that while trying to figure out if Hayate liked her. And it's like, you should, I, I wish one of these characters would have been just outright with their with their feelings instead of uh, kind of hiding their feelings. Like a lot of anime does that where the characters don't commit to each right, other just, until just, the last just, episode. And it's like, y'all you just answered your question. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. just answered your question. So. I mean, if, you, if you're wanting deep relationships, why are you watching anime? Well, no, animes ha- can have that, though. And, and I, I've seen it even in Macross, so why couldn't it happen here? You know, it, it's, it's part of its pedigree, so I just wish it happened here. And instead, they kind of decided to cross that bridge in the final episode, and they should have taken care of that a little bit beforehand. So that's how I feel, anyway. Hmm. But... Chris, uh, any anything anything else to rant about the uh, the whole Mega Road reveal? Any uh, any other uh, any any positives <laughs> at all? Well, mm-hmm. I don't know that in any canon materials it had ever actually been mentioned mm-hmm. that the Mega Road vanished. It was always something that Kawamori had said mm-hmm. that was just sort of like a word of God thing. But now it's mentioned on screen. But again, I just would have preferred to have nothing than to have this and interestingly if you look at it with the way their stories progress macross 7 the show that dragged on for too long and had way more episodes than it needed yeah and delta is a show dragged on in a different way and needed more episodes than it had 
That's like at the, pace, at the pace that Delta was going, it if they were going that slow with it in the second core, that should have been a four-nine episode show. And Macross Seven, you could have easily cut that down to a twenty-six episode series and made it oh, yeah. that much more stronger. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe they should have stuck with the plan, which was uh, what you were telling us behind the scenes that they planned on uh, doing thirteen episodes and then a movie for Macross Delta. That was the original plan for this. If they'd have stuck with that, I think it would have it would have been a much better outcome. Because I think episode thirteen is when they end up having to go into space when they have to leave Ragna. So yeah, it kind of sets ep- them up for like episode thirteen is the hello. Yeah. Okay, you said episode thirteen was the what was it? That 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 was the big cliffhanger where everything goes wrong, and that would have been your series finale, mm-hmm. such as it were. But uh, given that they had so much time to redo the storyline what why why was it such a mess this should not have happened yeah the, the pacing definitely suffered for that second yeah, and calamori is a veteran guy you think he would figure this out you know well, well he, i don't know how involved he was because mm-hmm. he he didn't write this show and he's got some other projects that he's working on so it could very well be that he was just distracted by you know right. the squirrel yeah, yeah. New, the new shiny. Yazi raises a good point. They could have taken a break, like Gundam Iron Blooded Orphans. That wouldn't. Have, that would not have been a bad idea uh, if they really had to think out that second half and they weren't happy with the storytelling. A break is always good. I always welcome that, man. But uh, yeah, it looks like. Well, the problem with that is that uh, broadcast schedules are, exa- are set pretty far in advance, so yeah. it's not easy to back out if you've reserved, say, two cores for your show, yeah. and you suddenly decide that. You know, you need to take a break and whatever. You can't kind of do that after the fact. It's always done before. Like we knew beforehand with Double O that that would be split by half a year. You can't just go willy nilly and change these things. So that really just would not have been possible. Got a commitment you have to stick to. Yeah, that makes sense. Absolutely does. But yeah, well, overall, um, I know with this series, I think the production was was incredible for the show at least it looked great uh, the cg is definitely uh on par if not a little bit better than uh macross frontier especially the set pieces i just i just wish the battles had a bit more stakes behind them because not many characters got killed one of the characters got close to getting killed towards the end and that was uh machina uh one of the singers in uh in in valkyrie um she got shot and it's like, oh shit, they're gonna actually kill off one of these girls? Nah, nah, they wouldn't do that, <laughs> and they didn't. <laughs> they didn't do that shit at all. But uh, she was she was out of commission for a little bit. But uh, I kind of so I ask you this question. Yeah, I have a question for you guys. Yeah. So you said this is set eight eight years after Macross Frontier. Mm-hmm. So is this the Zeta Gundam of Macross Frontier? Not at all. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> More, not in the not in the slightest. More like the double Zeta. <laughs> okay. More like but the, in reverse. Because it started off good yeah. and then got worse. I would say, yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. And you know the thing is, I still enjoyed the ride for the most part, but it was just disappointing because the first half of the show had raised the stakes so high and subsequently set expectations so high that everything we've set up will be fulfilled and then none of it is. I think if, so 
if the expectations had not been set so high by the end of the first half, my disappointment of the second half would have been lessened. I so so it almost sounds like you 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 had fun watching it. You go through it, but then at the end you're like, okay, well this was fun, but what really happened? There's nothing really mattered. It's, like it's kind of it's kind of like like lost. I mean, you know, you enjoy the ride. Mm-hmm. There's characters that you really like, and then you realize that something's going wrong here. It ain't going right again, and then the show's over, and you're like, what the "Hell happened." Now, what's the what's the rewatch value? I mean, are you ready to rewatch this at any time soon? Well, or? I, I will be rewatching episodes nine to twenty six for the sake of reviews. I got to oh. do that much. Well, but, I'm saying if you didn't if you didn't have to do that, I didn't have to. I would have to give it a few years. Okay, to, would... to do a rewatch and potential reexamination because. You know, sometimes I, I dislike something. I come back to it a few years later, and my opinion's completely different. Yeah, right. As evidenced by you know, Turn A or Macross Seven or, or Wing. Wing. Yeah. But then sometimes I come back to something a few years later, and it's like, nope, I hate this exactly as much as I did before, <laughs> and this is exactly as bad as it was however many years beforehand. You ever like a show, well, and then you watch it again, and you, you, you realize it wasn't as good the first time or the second time around as the first? Yeah. Yeah, yeah the reason why yeah. I was asking that, so, I, was, I was just really just wondering, you know, okay, the ride was fun and everything like that. But, you know, it's just that thing of you. sometimes you watch something, you're like, well, I might watch it later on, but I'm in no hurry to. I'll give you, I'll give you a, a Florida example. Neil. Imagine if you were in Miami and you were driving to Orlando to go to Disney World because you got, and you're so excited, you're going to go to Disney World, yay. And then uh, your parents stop the car at Yeehaw Junction and turn around and <laughs> Yeah. Okay. That's a good analogy. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That would that would that would be a shit show, but man. <laughs> no, I just I, I just always like to see that because you just you know things can be fun and and mindless, but then you may want to watch them again. But it just sounds like you know this was okay, but yeah, I, I would I would watch nothing it really well. there. You would, know, nothing in the end. A bunch of stuff happened, but. None of it really mattered at the end. <laughs> it almost seems like I, so. I would watch it as a companion piece to Frontier. Uh, if, if you know, if I was going through uh, several macro series, like the the modern macro series, I'd watch it right after Frontier. But uh, it'd probably be a while before I revisit this series. But may, maybe when they make the inevitable compilation movies, which I'm sure Carl Moore will do at some point, uh, I'll I'll dip back into this. But uh, if I revisit this in any way, it's by listening to the soundtracks. To be honest with you. And uh, speaking of which, uh, Yazi asks on Twitter, he says, uh, in the end, do you guys rank Delta's song slash soundtrack above, below, are about the same as Frontier in its movies? Um, for me, I would put it above Frontier, um, uh, just slightly. I like the music of Frontier, but I, I, this, to me, has a bit more repeat listening uh, value. I like, um, I, I like the idea of Valkyrie and the, the five girls, and they really found some really good talent to flesh that out. And if you look at the behind the scenes on the music of this show, they got a lot of people to work on the production of it, and it definitely shows. Uh, I definitely think the music is the, the best character in this series, to be honest with you. But Chris, uh, but they, but they uh, didn't, but they didn't do, and that that's a that's a shame because you do all that, but then the thing that's probably the most important, the story, you don't. It seems like they just completely dropped the ball on it. 
I wonder if they just got more. I wonder if they were just more sidetracked on we got to get this music right and we got to do all this other well, stuff. Well, the, that- the uh, music uh, has been charting ever since the release of the singles and the Wild Korea albums. So if they misplaced their focus to put it on music, it has certainly paid off. Certainly oh, yeah. <laughs> Which may not be the right <laughs> message to send, but the message has been sent. Yeah. yeah. It's been heard. So I, I would rate Frontier soundtrack higher because mm-hmm. um, I like everything in Delta just fine, but my complaint is, as I mentioned before, that there's a significant drop in the amount of new music in the second half of the series. It's sort of like they came up with all these songs for the first half, and then also there, it's like they just gave up and it's like, well, let's just reuse songs and let's just do some renditions of Do You Remember Love? Well, you got to do it like Plant. You got to do it like Macron Seven, where you play Planet Dance for the first nineteen episodes, and then you start playing new music, <laughs> and then you drop yeah. the other half of the soundtrack. There you go. That's how you do it. They decided to do it in reverse. They, I think, they burned through their their music catalog for this show a little fast, and they should have uh, probably well, yeah they should have maybe it out a bit better. Maybe it was because they originally just going to have thirteen episodes. I think you so, have something right there. Yeah, that, could that, be. That very well be yeah. the story. Um, Could very well be, so no problem. Next up, uh, we got uh, we got some combo D from Yazi. It says, "I think Macross Delta should have really been called Hayate, the Combat Dancer." Yo, Yazi never change. He also says, "You know what? Really? <laughs> you know what? You know what a Windermerian funeral is called? Gone with the wind." Oh my God! Yo, somebody get the cane. But I'm bumps. Good thing this isn't the Apollo. Oh my God! He, the, 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 <laughs> he'd, be, he'd be caned off the stage. <laughs> they hook him, hook him with the quickness. Uh, Yazi does bring up a, a nugget of, uh, of of uh, of info here. He says, uh, "FYI, a lot of material from Macross Thirty, the game, was used in Delta, including ruins that react to songs and brainwashing." Well, if anything, that, that that sounds like something that would be in a video game. But that that's really cool, Yazi. Thank you for pointing that out. Um, cool, but but also because I shouldn't have to play some stupid game to be able to, you know, understand the elements of the story. Just like mm-hmm. what happened with Nadesco all those years ago, where you had to play oh. these Saturn games to find out everything that happened between the TV show and the movies. No, that's nonsense. You you tell your main story in the main medium that you're working in not this nonsense of you gotta like buy some other stuff so yeah that's that's thanks for pointing that out but that's still it's annoying i would have never known but uh that that's really cool i mean granted i i think that's it's it puts a gap in your storytelling as you mentioned but uh yeah i I, I had no idea that that was the source of that um he also says uh did you guys find it a bit strange that hayate went back to his old valkyrie rather than stick with messer's unit yeah, didn't didn't he uh like the, he didn't he uh do damage to Messer's unit though by using the overdrive a little bit too much in it and that's why they uh put him back into his original unit at the end. Uh, Messer's got damaged. Yeah. Um, I don't remember how, but uh, it just seemed weird. Like, why are you gonna bother rebuilding his plane when he's already got another one? I thought he was gonna do a big middle finger to the Windermerians of pilot his dad's plane in the final episodes. <laughs> <laughs> But of course that didn't happen, so thank goodness. But uh, last but not least, uh, oh okay, never mind. That was the last one. But uh, thank you, Yazi, for those tweets and uh, um, much appreciated. Yazi's so, the only one that tweeted. Apparently, yeah, he's the only one that tweeted. What the hell, he's on top of his game tonight. Everybody else, they effed up. That's all right, man. The chat's been busy. That's because you didn't check the dark net where where they're 
dark tweeting about how horrible we are. Ah, there you mm. go. <laughs> On dark Twitter. Dark, dark Twitter. <laughs> but yeah, man, final thoughts, man. Um, for uh, Chris, man, I, I guess we should look to wrap this up. But uh, what are your final thoughts on the on the series for Macross? Uh, for for Macross Delta. Uh, an enjoyable but ultimately insubstantial ride. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love that's a that, that's that's for the that's for the Blu-ray the, box yeah, cover. <laughs> Damn, you should pat. They should. That's, for the, no, that, that's the New York Times review. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, for me, it was uh, it, it hit the ground running and it kind of sputtered to the end. Um, again, like the music's the best part to me. I did dig the characters. It stinks. <laughs> I did dig the characters, the visuals, the set pieces. Um, you know, some of the moments in the show. I I I got the feels at a lot of times, which would invoke uh, a lot of times in the series that invoked uh, uh, feelings, uh, scenes from previous Macrosses. But then again, you're borrowing from older franchise, oh, it's our older entries, and I was hoping you were being for, like, manipulated emotionally yeah, and you fell for it. The member berries were in full <laughs> form. But oh, um, God. at the end of the day, uh, I, I gotta say that I, I, wish, <coughs> I wish I enjoyed it more, and I wish they took more risks. And so um, I, I gotta say, if I was to rate it, um, I would probably give it a 3.5 uh, Oh, uh, wow, that's high. Windermerian apples out of five. I'm, it's not trash. I think it's worth watching. And uh, it, it, anything that's like, yeah, I mean, rug, but but, any, but anything over two is worth watching. For me, but for me, four, I mean, four, four and a half. The way you just described it, it's nah. like, wow, that's for me. That's pretty. I was expecting like two and a half, three. I, yeah. I mean, that's like a middle of road review you gave and man 3.5 out of 5 it's above wow, it's above average high. but barely above average and for me it legendary is four and above this just falls short of that it's not it's not a macross frontier so legendary is four and above for me yeah. so this is half a point from legendary yeah because they didn't commit on certain things you can see the potential there they just didn't push it far enough and i right I wish and, they and shouldn't that shouldn't that count shouldn't that count against it <laughs> I mean, I'm just trying to understand the hey, look, look, it's, psychology look, of your rating system here. Neil, it's my rating, goddammit. <laughs> Good movie if I had a seven. Yeah, exactly. Yo, Yazzie says 3.5 Earthwood did fire out of five. I, I'll, I'll do that, Yazzie. That's that's a great rating, sir. 3.5 Earthwood did fire out of five. I'll give it that. And I guess the next thing we need to talk about, if you got Legendary at four, wow. Uh-huh. What what is what is five then? Is that just otherworldly? Five is godlike, man. Five is like perfect. Holy, it's perfect. Man, yo, legendary. You know, legendary can still have some flaws, but you know, godlike, perfect. Yeah, that's that's five stars right there. Legendary is pretty close to perfect, though. Oh, no, no, you can still be a legend and still have still yeah. some skeletons in the closet. You can still have some skeletons in the closet as a legend. You still can. You still not can. for your primary objective, though. Hey, man. Well, you, we, you and me have a different definition of legendary, then, sir. Mm. Can go. we stop talking about this and get back to me? Yes, yes, Chris. Yes, your rating, Jeez, sir. Guys. Your rating, sir. <laughs> I'm gonna give this series three out of five mercats. There you go, bringing it back to the mercats. Yes, yo, five is Kirky Ice. Salty, <laughs> salty mercat. <laughs> <laughs> so salty. We got a little hint of them in the final episode. We missed them so much. Not me. But uh <laughs> anything else you wanted to mention, Chris? Any uh any other tidbits or should we just take this home, sir? Um we'll take it home and I guess we'll come back to this if there's ever a movie compilation redo whatever the hell. So Yeah. 
we shall see. Absolutely. Well, yeah, um, that was it for our review of Macross Delta, the second half, episodes 14 through 26 here on Gundammit MHQ. You've been listening to episode 182. I want to thank the stream for coming out tonight, watching the stream live. By the way, if you like what you see tonight, hit that uh, subscribe button here on the YouTube channel. And also look for the uh, audio version of this episode over on uh, over on the old iTunes when it gets posted. Also, uh, be on the lookout also for a new episode of Mech Talks uh, with both uh, Matthew and uh, and Fredericks Double O. That's going to be going up as well uh, this weekend. So be on the lookout for that too over on the iTunes feed as well. Many thanks to them for pumping out another great episode. Thank you guys. Um, also, I want to uh, point out that uh, Chaos Theater's been banging it up lately, man. They ha- had a review of uh, Star Trek Beyond. And then uh, they just pumped out a, a review of Stranger Things, man. How, how'd you feel? Give them a little taste of Stranger Things, Chris. Uh, what, what are they in store for that review, sir? On Chaos Theater. I think they should listen and find out. Aw, shit. Well, there you go. <laughs> Challenge issued, man. ChaosTheater.blogspot.com. So, Chris, mm-hmm. I have a quick question. Did Star Trek Beyond get a higher rating than Star Trek Into Dumbness? It, it did by virtue of, of being... Just better, existing. but it doesn't, doesn't, <laughs> doesn't take much to be better than Into Darkness, mm-hmm. but uh, Beyond could also be described as, well, I would kind of enjoyable, but definitely insubstantial. Damn. <laughs> Damn. And a complete waste of Idris Elba's talents. Yeah, they always want to be throwing um, makeup on Idris Elba's character. face. Yeah, exactly. Another generic villain. I, that's the that's my one gripe with the film. But I, in, I in very well, I have many more than one gripe. But oh, the, shit. The, the 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 briefest way that I can summarize a problem with Star Trek Beyond is that every Star Trek movie since Insurrection has been the exact same plot, which is some pissed off dude with some super weapon wants to kill a bunch of people mm-hmm. or blow up some planet or something because reasons. Yeah. But- and, and the, the Enterprise got super trashed in this, didn't it? That's yeah. what I heard. Oh, it was destroyed completely early on. <laughs> yes, it so was destroyed there. in the first. It was destroyed Woo! in the first act. Yeah. So they're already at the the uh, the, the A Enterprise the A. The, yes. Are you are you kidding me? Nope. No. <laughs> you see it at the end of the movie. Yep. It's being built. Okay. Wait a second. Wait a second. Now, so Shatner Kirk, real Kirk, mm-hmm. had that ship for how long? For I mean, twenty that ship, years. Well, that, the that ship sh- was forty years overall between Captain April and Captain Pike and then Pike. Kirk. Yeah. Uh, this one in the JJ verse between Captain Pike and Captain Kirk lasted all of five years. God damn. <laughs> That's a shame. That amazes me. That oh my god. Yeah, because it was brand new. It was in a the brand first new ship in the first JJ movie. track. Yeah, yeah the first was. episode of JJ track, it was brand new. It's the pride of the yep. fleet. And they <laughs> Oh my god, so they completely destroy self destruct sequence? No, it's no? A, Oh no no no. It's a spectacular scene. It gets it, 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 it's a very well done scene yeah. of destruction, but uh no, it's a massive, overwhelming assault. Yeah. And they're gonna give him an, they gave him another ship right away. Oh yeah, they gave him they gave I mean, him it, the A. It took real Kirk to save the freaking planet with humpback <laughs> whales. Yeah. <laughs> well, on top of that, uh Kirk's thank you in that movie was he got a pre-existing ship that just got the the name scratched off Rebatch. and Enterprise A put on it. This yeah, Kirk uh, does what he does and gets a brand new ship built for him called Enterprise A. So, boy, is it the same design or a little bit different? Same design, but uglier. 
Damn. Really? Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm not a fan of the, the JJ Constitution class. Hmm. Well, damn. It, it wasn't horrible, but yeah, I, I mean, I'm well, still a fan. Well, the Enterprise A is definitely uglier than the JJ... The JJ one? Okay. Yes. You'll oh see. Oh my... God, why why are they continuing these movies? It's then? still a good movie, though. They make money. <laughs> that that that's the only reason why at this point. Okay, I, I get. I would but say I, it I, made I, money. It it did. It made less than the other two did. Um, unfortunately, but uh, enough. Yeah, it made enough, but it, Paramount wasn't wasn't elated on how much it made. So didn't help that they didn't advertise the movie at all till the very last minute. But yeah, that's that, neither here nor. That was pretty stupid of them. But uh, just want to remind you guys, make sure to check out MAHQ.net. That's the Mecha Anime Headquarters. Also visit MechaTalk.net. That's the official forums of MAHQ. Mm. Also visit us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash group slash MAHQ1. And make sure to visit ChaosTheater.blogspot.com to check out those episodes we talked about. You can also find Chaos Theater on iTunes. Just search for Chaos Theater, uh, MAHQ. And also follow us on Twitter at the Twitter accounts you see right there on the screen. And also you can find our podcast at Gundam.net. And download the audio versions from there and check out the archived video versions from there too. Make sure to also subscribe to us here on youtube.com slash GundamMHQ. And check us out in two weeks for another episode of Gundam at MHQ. Um, anything else you guys wanted to mention before we head on out? No. Oh, well, yeah, nice. I'm still trying to digest this whole start. I didn't see that movie, so I, I saw the commercials for it and... I was like out, mm. out on home video next month, so yeah. Mm, yeah, I'll jump. I'll make sure I'll get the pre-order on uh, Amazon. That sucks, though. They blew that ship up in five years, man. It, it was a little. It was a little abrupt. Because <laughs> I thought part of the rest, I thought, rest in pieces. I thought part of the reason that Kirk, real Kirk, got the promotion to admiral is because he was like one of the few guys to bring his ship back from the five-year mission. Like that, and the, the crew halfway intact. Mm-hmm. This guy blows up everything. And... Well, this, this, this Enterprise didn't even finish its five-year mission, so. Oh my God! It, it, you you could describe uh, the JJ Kirk as someone who constantly fails upward. <laughs> oh my! Oh, <laughs> another question, Chris. Another quick question about Star Trek uh, Beyond: mm-hmm. uh, lens flare factor, uh, fa- factor ten. Well, it's a different director. Lens so flare. it's next to nil. Massive. Massively decreased because yeah. uh, it's not J.J. Abrams directing, so it's, it's oh, the Justin Lane. Furious guy yeah, from Fast and Furious. Yeah, Justin Lin. Okay, there's some for consistency, but not uh, not anywhere near as many as yeah. old J.J. likes. You won't need to go in there with shades on. <laughs> yeah, you won't have yeah. to worry about uh, ocular damage. Nope, not at all. Yeah, well, I got enough of that during uh, Episode Seven: A Newer Hope. So <laughs> it wasn't that bad in that movie. It was pretty bad. Oh there were parts of it that were pretty bad. Not as bad as the Star Treks. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, no, the Star Treks are... Yeah, that's a new level of fucking... Or um, Super 8. Oh. <laughs> Good times. Super 8. <laughs> God. Anyway, let's all go yeah. home. Well, guys, thanks again for watching Gundam and listening to Gundam at MHQ. Uh, we'll see you guys on the flip next time. See you guys later, man. Peace. I simply can't stand those bastards over at Zionic.
They're planning on terminating the lease. You think they'll take them away from us? Sure do. Things are looking pretty dicey out there. They say if things don't calm down, we could be looking at a war on the horizon. Hey, new kid! Where the hell did you learn how to drive a mobile worker anyway? From hanging around the Zionic bastards, where else? <gasps> I worked in their R&D department. That is, until I got fired. So I know, all right. I have first-hand knowledge. They're bastards. At MAHQ is a Shinjuku station and MAHQ.net joint. You don't like this place very much, do you? I've seen many of you come and go over the years, and I can tell the ones who enjoy their time here and the ones who don't. I admire it. The audacity of it. Oh. I've forgotten how beautiful it is. I came here once as a child with my parents. I think we even sat at this table. Or maybe, maybe that one. When I started working here, I realized this place wasn't something I would enjoy. In the beginning, I imagined things would be perfectly balanced. Even had a bet with my partner, Arnold, to that effect. We made a hundred hopeful storylines. Of course, almost no one took us up on them. I lost the bet. Arnold always held a somewhat dim view of people. He preferred the hosts. He begged me not to let you people in. The money men. Gallows. But I told him we'd be fine, that you didn't understand what you were paying for. It's not a business venture, not a theme park, but an entire world. We designed every inch of it. Every blade of grass. In here we were gods. And you merely our guests. And how did that work out for Arnold? Sadly, he lost his perspective. He went mad. I haven't. As you well know, I have always seen things very clearly. This is the table I sat at with my parents. This is the chair I sat in. We know everything about our guests, don't we? As we know everything about our employees. I do hope he will be careful with Bernard. He has a sensitive disposition. I beg your pardon, senorita.
been many of you over the years, and we have always, almost always, found a way to make it work. So I will ask you nicely, please don't get in my way. <laughs>